Welcome to the new media show. We're back. Doing the new media show again. People are actually going to listen to this jump. We do it live. We're live right now. We'll just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We just can't get enough. The new media show. Let's go. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. Bada bing, bada boom. The new media show. We do it live. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We're going live. The new media show. I'm like Adam Curry, and you're more like John C. Devorah. I think I am Adam Curry, and you're the old curmudgeon. We do it live on the new media show again. The new media show. Technology. We make it sound so special. And here we are, Rob. Welcome again to another week of the new media show. Yeah. Always great to be back, and uh, always fresh stuff to unpack in the podcasting space, so... Now I'm happy to be here to do that. Yeah, and I tell you, I've uh, I'm running on little sleep. <laughs> I've, I've been busy. Yes. yes. So I am. I'm. I'm red bulling it today. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're we're uh, kind of excited. By the time this show's over, shh. Our new stats are going to be online. So we officially yep. announce it tomorrow. But uh, Got it. Uh, beta testers have uh, beta tested and provided us feedback. And, you know, it's amazing when you have additional eyes looking at things. They go, what's that? What's that, <laughs> what's that do? That, that's a little weird there. <laughs> well, right? What's yeah. the explanation on that? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're very, very excited. So uh, I will say this. We're introducing something called the retention graph. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. it's yeah. very, very cool. And yeah. uh, so it's one of the things that they innovated on. And, um, you know, we've been able to do this partial download tracking for years. So we've converted mm-hmm. that into a to a retention graph that every one of our beta testers was like, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, like, oh, I... I understand. The light gets turned on brighter and brighter the longer they think about it. Yeah, right? and the, yeah, and right. and the and the uh, it, it's probably one of the things I like most about the, the the new platform. But we'll have a blog up blog post up tomorrow. People can go look at the. You guys can go look at the images if you don't have an account. And uh, mm-hmm. and as soon as the show's over, I'm going to send the embargo over to. Uh, the press release and stuff were to James and the folks at <laughs> some, right. so maybe, maybe it'll be in pod news tomorrow, but, uh, oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, I see that it was teased, uh, in pod news. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It was, something teased. was coming. Something was brewing. Yeah. So the team has worked really, you know, it's one of those things like you guys came up with Libsyn five, you know, it took forever to get those things done. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it you does. know, so we've yeah. been on a two year journey to completely like, you know, set dynamite to the old stuff and get rid of it. So finally, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the almost all the old will be gone from Blueberry. Uh, all right, and we'll, well have, that's that's always good to do. Yeah. Hey, so, before we get too much yeah. further into the episode, we we should probably inform everybody oh, yeah. that uh, Dan Franks isn't going to join us today. He he emailed me this morning saying he was feeling un- under the weather today, so we had him all set to be on the show, and I know it got publicly promoted through pod news and right. other places that he was joining us to talk about evolutions. And so that's not happening, but we're trying to get him rescheduled for next Wednesday. So if you're here to listen to 
what Dan Franks has to say, uh, you're going to have to come back next week for that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not going to be here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I was looking forward to having him on and picking and his brain I, a little bit. Yeah, I think that uh, podcast movement evolutions in LA coming up next month, uh, I think is a little bit of a milestone event um, for really probably a more aggressive comeback for in person podcasting events again. So I think it's like the first one over the, the hump, <laughs> you know, and it's too bad because Dan's not here, but we, we could have, um, if I was all prepared, right. Dan Frank. <laughs> talking about. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I, think I think Dan's heard that a few times before, <laughs> but it is fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think podcast movement, evolutions uh it's going to be quite an event in los angeles i you know i'm going to be curious to see how many people make it to it this this time um i think things are going to come back a little slower than i think we'd all like but you know uh there's a a barrage of events coming up uh going through march um yeah so and it's yeah. int- there was a, a get- through may actually yeah but i was kind of astounded I was doing an interview with a podcaster that's been in space three years. Mm-hmm. She's actually going to be our podcaster of the month next month. And I said, are you going to be at Evolutions? And she goes, what's that? And so. I've been telling people too. There's a lot of people who don't know about it. Have no yeah. clue. So they don't know about the newsletters. They don't know about. They're just completely. They do their podcast. Right. And they're completely disconnected from the community, community events and stuff. Right. Right. So I, I think we have to do a better job. You know, we announce it in our newsletter and the, you know, that course, you know, when you have a, I think we go to about 80,000 people in our newsletter and I, you know, we typically get about an 18 or 19% open rate on that. Yeah. So, but being they open, it doesn't mean they read it. Right. So, you know, you hope that, uh, you know, your promotion of these events gets seen. So it, it kind of surprises me that, um, that people are not knowing about industry events. So, you know, it, if the podcast movement team's listening, maybe some advertising somewhere needs to be, and this gal was in LA. Right. So oh, yeah. I talked to a person today, uh, today and yesterday that's in LA that didn't know anything about evolutions. Yeah. I think it's just, I think a lot of it has to do with, there's a lot of new people in the industry and a lot of them just don't know about these and, and they don't know where to go to find out about them. And they just, nobody's talking about it. Right. So, and most people aren't even thinking about going to in-person events that much anymore. Yes. I, I, I guess I'm, I don't know why, you know, well, I understand why people are, and they're out of, they're out of the, uh, uh, what's, what's the word I want to use here? They're out of practice to going to in-person events. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a big reason why it's going to be slow to come back. Um, well, I hope not. Yeah. Well, I, I think you have to be realistic. I, I think it is going to be slow for not these things to come back. Yeah. And LA and California having been pretty strict on things for a while, the rest yeah. of the country is way ahead of them as far as, you know, coming out and, you yeah. know, and, getting back to normal at least i'm assuming so the way it sounds at least in the news that i hear yeah so you wouldn't know I that think, you wouldn't know there was a pan it had been a pandemic in my town you would not know 
Well, I mean, you went to CES, so you've seen a glimpse of what's probably going to happen. Well, uh, at CES, it was right at the time when Omicron was like peaking. At its peak, right? It was at its so peak. I think I'm hopeful now. People are like, okay, <laughs> we're through that. Well, we're not through it, but it's on the decline. Yeah, and it's maybe it's time yeah. to to get engaged again. So, yeah, uh, you know, I've got events lined up. I've got two events in May. I've got, you know, we're just, I'm, yeah, we're scrambling now to get everything ready because there's some yeah. things we've got got coming down the pike. And yeah, so it's like full blown. Let's go, let's go uh, meet podcasters again. Yeah, I think May is going to be the biggest month. I think I have, I, I'm moving towards getting involved in three events in May. So. Um, yeah. And not all of them are in the U S so. So are you going over to the UK? You're going to go over there into that event? Uh, it's looking like I may be go going over to radio days, Europe. That's oh. actually in Sweden. So yeah. And then, and then I think a few days later is the, the podcast show, which was, it is in, um, London. Yeah. I, you know, they, they yeah. bumped it right up against Podfest. So it, well, that's, that's right. The crossover day is the 26th, which is the first day of Podfest. Yeah. So that and makes the, it hard. The, the last day of the podcast show. Right. Yeah. ADT, which I'll be going to is a week before Podfest. Right. So yeah, there's just, it's all interdispersed in there somewhere and it's, yeah, it's going to be busy. Yeah. Yep. And then the NAB in April. Which is not as big of a podcasting event. No. So. Being that there's probably only going to be two of us, two the of podcast us vendors. <laughs> right. Yeah. And right. then, you know, however, how many ever others come. So, I well, guess. I, I did hear that TuneIn's going to be at, at the NAB, so. Hmm. I don't know that they're going to be exhibiting. But, well, yeah. TuneIn is more radio streaming stuff, so of course. They are. They yep. would, that would, that's right up their alley. So. Well, they've hired a new vice president of podcasts over oh. there at, at, at TuneIn. His name is Mike Chambers. And, uh, he actually was the former founder of a, of a podcast, uh, listening app called Moonbeam, uh, which basically was basically a sampling platform for podcasts, um, not unlike what swell was in the early days. Right. Um, so it looks like there's a re renewed interest in podcasting over at uh, TuneIn. Not that TuneIn was, you know, not involved in podcasting. They, they have been for many years. Uh, it's just that now they've got a full-time person over there that's dedicated to it. That's part of the executive team. So I would imagine that means that there's going to be more of a, a focus on. So maybe podcasting. he has some people or is he the people? Well, he's probably the main people right now, but, yeah. uh, he's able to garner, I mean, well, just because they hired him is, is a sign that they, th there's a focus on it now. Hmm. Right. So, so there may be opportunities to do more with, um, tune in in the future. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big platform They're they're expanding internationally. Um, Todd, you're, you're right. They're, they've been, and they've primarily are focused on supporting radio stations, um, right. in, in kind of like a geographical or oriented, um, approach. They were the original platform that kind of built the listening around the Alexa, um, uh, platform. So we, um, 
we're doing an integration with a, another platform that mm-hmm. is coming. And, and there's quite a few of them. I don't know are. if I, and I, I think I'm under NDA and I can't say who, yeah. but um, this, I guess we'll just say it's another app platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, pretty big. Well, the, I don't think the app's very popular in the United States, but it's definitely outside the United States. Pretty popular. Um, so again, it's uh, you know, spoken word is right. it being intermixed within apps of various types. I guess I be careful there. Yeah. Um. One topic I'd love to raise with you and get your 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 opinion on is you know we've obviously seen upstarts in some of these content apps um, two particularly Rumble and Getter um, and it does kind of beg the question um, most of those apps are primarily video experience mm-hmm. apps um, but it does make you wonder they are content consumption apps and they could be um, good podcast listening apps as well I kind of wonder. You know, are do you think that we're we're going to see those platforms get more involved in podcasting since they have a web presence and mobile app presence, and there seems to be growing interest? I know Joe Rogan built a presence over on Getter as well as I think Rumble. Uh, I just wonder if those are future podcast listening apps. You know, I, I don't know, and I'm not familiar with Getter. What is it? G E T T R R. Yeah. Uh huh. And it's very, very similar to to Rumble. So it's a brand new social media platform founded in principle of free speech and intimate thought and rejecting political censorship and cancel culture is the one from Getter. So yeah, very close to the yeah. same mantra that Rumble, which I think Don, Dan Bongino or something like that, yeah. he's one of the co-founders of that or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Dan's got his show over there too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, you know, I think Rumble was mostly video, right? Well, it is video primarily. You know, it's news links. It's it's actually a kind of a Facebook competitor to some degree. Oh, I see. And I think Getter is probably a little bit more of a Twitter competitor to some degree. Yeah, looking at the screen, it yeah. kind of looks like a Twitter right. competitor. I, you know, there's definitely you know, I, I don't care about your politics. I don't care where people listen as long as they listen. And I'm sure that probably Rumble and Getter are probably more right-leaning audiences. Well, yeah. I would say that's true, but but it may not always be entirely that. Right. So I think that's how it started because of certain things that are going on in the in the world today that have driven people over to going to a different platform because they don't want to get canceled or Mm -hmm. censored. Right. And, and that could be a trend that, that moves across genres and po- political orientation over time. So, right. I'm just, you know, I guess I'll have to go over there and play around and see, um, you know, I haven't consumed any content on either one of those platforms. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, if it's a place where people can find my content, right. I'm good. You know, I don't have a political bent show and this one isn't either. So yeah, right. we don't care if, if it's again, if the audience is right leaning, I don't care long if they I mean, listen, they listen. Right. I, 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 more specifically on this show, we're welcoming to conservatives oh, or right. Right. 
liberals um, that listen to this show, and we're we're not really trying to play a no. partisan angle no. here. So, if it's, there's it's a, millions of people over there that are only using that app to listen and and consume content, yeah. then it's a great place to be. Yeah, being political on a show is an easy way to lose fifty percent of your audience. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it's not a pathway to build uh, build well. I think there's a there's probably two sides to that. Uh, I certainly there's content creators. And I think Dan Bongino is a good example yeah. <laughs> um, that has built a significant audience on a on a partisan position. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, you know yeah, I think a lot of these guys uh, take the position that their their position is more focused on the truth and freedom and mm. things like that is really what it comes down to. And it, is that really a partisan position or should it be? <laughs> well, you know, I, I think he's right. on the radio and yeah. as well. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think he took over some slots from the late Rush Limbaugh. Rush so, right. you know, that left a huge hole, a three hour block, five days a week and on lots and, of radio stations on 700 plus radio stations. Right. So someone had to become that voice that filled that hole. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think him and some others have, have stepped into that, but, um, yeah. but it is, you know, I think it's true again, you know, it's just like, you know, do podcasters have an opinion? Yes, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. S- some shows they vent that positioning more than others, you know, and, and, and truth and, uh, how should we say it? Um, freedom of speech is really, I think yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, that's, it's, that's what the, it's all about. Yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll see. I, I think there's a place for it. Now there'll be some people that say, no, no way, no way, no how will I ever have my content over there. But that's the beauty of podcasting. You get right. to choose. You have a choice. You right. get to choose where your content is. As a matter of fact, I've heard some people recently, they're pulling their shows off Spotify due to the Joe Rogan controversy. So, you know, there's people that are bailing out over there. Um, and I think that's, that's the beauty of podcasting is you decide where you want your content to be distributed to. Well, that, that's the, the definition of freedom and freedom of speech, right? Is that, and that's where it should live is that listeners as well as content creators can, can opt in or opt out. That's right. You know, that's the power of it, right? (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's forced to listen to anything. So at the end of the day, it's it's really, I've been in my dentist's office and been forced to listen to some pretty bad uh, (laughs) music before. So, you know, (laughs) you can tell that they subscribe to some, uh, you know, some track that is definitely not where they have to pay royalties on. I think it's, right. <laughs> I think they call that elevator music. Todd. Is that it, right? it, it is. is that it's kind yeah. of like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, so anyway, um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, pod news had this first annual report card thing for Mm. the podcasting industry. Did you check on this at all? I have not clicked on that link. I was tempted, but wanted to wait. I'm sure you have clicked through already. Well, I just, I I don't know a lot about it anyway, but, but I know that the, I I got linked up with some tweets from the pod news folks about, uh, getting in there and giving my input. I think it's just a, a way for James at pod news to gather input from the, the podcasting medium people in general to input around ways that the podcasting medium can be improved. And it may be a funnel to some degree for, um, 
um, the podcast, you know, the podcast index folks, podcast 2.0 initiatives mm. about how things can be uh, improved. You know, and right. if you look at individual platforms, how can each of these platforms be improved? And it, it's just a funnel for ideas. The only thing yeah. I don't like is uh, I have to give. Well, I guess I don't have to put an email address. You are your email is. Oh, oh, that's interesting. So here's I, I don't have to put my name. I can actually show you what they're asking for. Let's see if I can get it up on the screen. It, he said he put a lot of code into this. SurveyMonkey, James, is a great application to run <laughs> this type of stuff from. It's it's a relatively right. inexpensive um, apps and listener experience. Talks about Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, other directories and content, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Index, Insights, again, monetization, uh, innovation and publishing, standards and it just talks about the big okay overall so it's kind of interesting all they're all he's looking for here is huh as a publisher how would you rate the following podcast apps do they do a good job of helping your listeners find follow subscribe and listen to your show do they offer the features you want to offer and they basically have a five-star system and it's really what about Amazon Music? What about, there's a whole bunch missing here, but they, he just has three. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast. I think he's just pointing at the three biggest, right? Hmm. If those, in fact, are, are the biggest. <laughs> yeah, I probably, yeah, they are. I would say that, yeah. Yeah, at I least. Say generally, they are. Yeah. Generally, they are. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it would run a, a little bit. Well, anyway, so I guess uh, he's going to create a report card. I, I thought there was going to be more to it than that. I think it's trying to be fairly simple with it. Um, yeah, and, and people just, can get in and get out and answer questions real easy. Right. I don't think you want to make it too complicated because nobody's going to spend that much time mm -hmm. <laughs> on anything. Um, and then on another topic that's going on, it looks like Audio Boom is on the... The purchase block. I don't know if you saw this, Todd. Oh, hang on. Tom Webster made a comment, but YouTube oh, is did. top three. Okay. Ah, uh, got it. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. True. Not for this show. Not for any of my shows. <laughs> right. It's not for every podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think for maybe some top shows, it's top three, but. Yeah. I still wonder. I'd like to talk to some of those people. I'd like to be on listening to Tom Webster's uh, team that talks to these people and hear what they have to say about YouTube and podcasting. So Yeah, I would love to get somebody from the YouTube team on, on here talking about it All right. at, at some point. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to talk about Audio Boom. It looks like uh, they're kind of being bounced around as an acquisition target by some of the larger podcasting companies like um, Amazon and Spotify. Who isn't an acquisition target right now? Well, it's, <laughs> and who hasn't been for the last two or three years. Right. Right. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Um, but I guess the market cap for audio boom has been going up lately. It's at 370 million. So it's a pretty significant, that's uh, a big number acquisition target. I would say, for a platform that doesn't really host anything. So, <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> well, they do, don't they? I think they partner for that mostly. Oh, that's so, interesting. I, I I believe uh um Spreaker has been doing all their ad insertion technology. So for many years. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. They don't even and, use their own tech. They just have the sales team. Well, they're kind of a content platform, really, at the end of the day. Uh, uh, I think Russell Brand really kind of built that company early on. I mean, he was like their their lead podcaster for, for well, many they, years. Rob, they have hosting. It. I'm looking right on here right really? now. Start a new podcast. Already have a podcast. Simple, simple hosting, distribution, embedded player, advanced analytics. Your yeah, podcast. But is that provided by them or? Yeah. Podcasters okay. from $9.90 a month or $99 per year. Okay. Podcaster pros, if you have more than okay. 10,000 plays per month. So it okay. looks like it. Looks like they are then. Good. I thought so. I thought that they were outsourcing. Maybe all they're doing is outsourcing some of their tech. So mm, yeah. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that's changed. I mean, it used to be that way. Right. And then um, what's, what are some of the other things going on, Todd? You know, to be honest with you, I've been so focused on essentially tomorrow for us that I've had very little time to even come up for air. So that's just I haven't been sleeping much. So mm-hmm. um, just been busy. I get the newsletter. You know, I, I, get, I read pod news, I, the daily, and I read those that come through and you know, if it, if it isn't in there, I don't know it's, what's going on in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely, uh, I, I think we're back to norm, to be kind of honest with you. It's not people. Like pre, pre-pandemic? Yeah, I think we're back to pre-pandemic yeah. norm as far as business-wise goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did notice that Apple has added uh, Pinecast. Podigy, Red Circle, and RSS.com to its podcast hosting providers page, which has always listed all of the podcast hosts that provide podcasts to Apple. So I thought that was interesting. A little change. There was an interesting question asked, and I don't think I'm... It was in a public forum. Um, So I guess I can talk about it. There's been apparently, and this is more of a technical discussion, there's apparently been some of the ingesters, or one specific ingester of Mm -hmm. uh, podcasts, are seeing double GUIDs in a single feed. In other words, two episodes of a podcast having the same GUID. So two separate feeds? One feed, two, one, one feed, one feed, two posts, two posts with the same GUID. Oh, okay. And they were asking for advice on how they should handle that. And, you know, since the really the inception of podcasting, that GUID can travel with you if you move from host to host. Like when we import, and so and do it, you guys, when you guys import a podcast, right. that GUID comes with the show. So it you, should, because if it doesn't, it's going to trigger a, another download. A mass download, right. Right. So apparently someone's tech, and, and they haven't said who, someone's tech is screwed up and is putting the GUID, same GUID twice, which is, is pretty bizarre if you think about it. 
um, and how that's typically generated. So, you know, somebody's the, replicating the feeds and they've well, got a plug in their replicator. Yeah, something. Like. Yeah. And long story short, basically the consensus of everyone that piped in on that was that the first one is master. The second one you ignore. Right. You know, you basically, and it actually in a feed validator check, like if you go over to cast feed validator and check your feed, it, it would make the feed invalid if that showed up with two right. GUIDs. It actually should. That would make sense. Yeah. So, but it's, it, it was interesting on the person that asked it because they see a lot of feeds and it will, you know, just, it was kind of curious and no names of, of who or what. Mm hmm. Yeah. Did you see this link in pod news? I think it was yesterday, whatever, a podcast market data for your presentations. James posted a link to, uh, to slides that you can get off of his page that you can use in your presentation that show kind of general podcast trends. Hmm. Like he's got, got a slide in here that says, you know, he breaks down the monthly podcast listeners by country. Right. So, so the U S uh, the UK, Canada and Australia and what the percentage of listeners, this is all data and research stuff. Right. Um, from the infinite dial 2021. So he's, he's making that. So if you are doing a presentation about podcasting, and you're looking for kind of more generic kind of podcast, uh, industry metrics, uh, like how many total listeners in the U S in 2021, you know, he does, what's the ad revenue growth chart look like through. So he's actually reusing Tom's slides or does he make, right? Well, Tom's data. <laughs> okay. Right? Uh, is it being attributed? Well, it's actually, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Actually, one of the slides is from Edison. The other slide is from PWC. Uh, and IEB data. Okay. And then the other slide is sourced from Chartable. So, yeah, so he's got uh, in here showing uh, $842 million in ad sales revenue uh, in 2020. You get that from IEB? From the IEB yeah. PWC uh, research. And then th the new podcast growth by language chart, that's actually was put out in December 2020 by Chartable, and it shows... Um, of 20? 2020? Yeah, that's a little old. It is a little old, yeah. You know, so that here, may be the latest data that's out, that's publicly released. Yeah, you know, that I... People often will wonder, how does IEB know how much ad dollars are being spent? Well, we... That's, that's a good question. Well, they do a... Um, annually, they send out to all the podcast hosts and right. anyone that's doing ad deals... Essentially, right. all IEB members in particular, they say, okay, right. how much, and this is another thing too, most people don't know this, your IEB membership is based upon your revenue. That's how much, you know, you, you pay a, <laughs> it's a sliding scale. And the more you make, the more you pay. So right. your guys' bill is a much bigger one than ours. So mm -hmm. um, the, um, yeah, we all submit our numbers. It's okay, this is how much, and they, they do that separately from the annual reporting for our billing, but because it's a revenue thing. So then they just ask, okay, how much did you have in ad sales? And they have a spreadsheet, you fill that out, and they anonymize it once they send it back and right. come up with a grand total. So that's, I think those numbers are 
probably pretty accurate. Now, I don't know how many of the folks are doing ad deals are not IEB members. Right. Well, that's the bigger question in shows that are selling advertising directly that have nothing to do with IEB. Mm. <laughs> so there's, there's a certain percentage of that that's going on too, that probably will never be tracked. Right. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's just a snapshot. Um, but what's interesting is that I think over the last three years, I mean, I mean the highest number is 842 million and that was in 2020. Um, is that I think over those same three years, I think it's been forecast that podcast advertising was going to be over a billion dollars in each of those years and it never made it. <laughs> well, so. I'd be surprised if we're not over a billion. Probably by now. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, if we so. were at eight, 842 with the majority of people of the larger players running podcast ads, uh, if it comes in at close to a billion already, yeah, over two years. It's probably, no, I, and with the, an increased spends, and you, you look at the ad low report that came out, that's another crazy thing is the number of ads are being placed. We've talked about that a number of times on the show. Right. Right. So there's, yeah. So hopefully we've made it over the 1 billion mark, but I'm not sure that anybody's actually reported that as actual fact yet. Not that I've seen. Yeah. I I could be wrong, but yeah. So there's also some discussion going on. Can I talk about this? Let me think. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I can't. Crap. Um, sorry. I The conversation's in a channel I can't share information in. So I have to, have to think before I speak or I'll get uh, whacked on the arm. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I think, there might be at some point some new measurement um mm, some things we may have to do with our measuring systems to account for some activity going on in media consumption. I'll just put it that way. Wow, that couldn't be <laughs> any more generic than <laughs> yeah. what is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I opened up a can of worms and I like I left everybody hanging. I'm I apologize. Right. So uh Podvader said, Hey guys, not sure if you already spoke about the Ambies. I'm curious what the definition of indie podcast is. I noticed there's a nominee in there associated with iHeart. That's huge indie corporation. <laughs> so and in it's an iHeart show the board. I mean, it's a topic that the board has been wrestling with is how do you define an indie show these days? It's, it's not, not, it's not, it's not someone, clear. it's not someone that is being paid to produce by iHeart. That's not an indie show. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. my God. Are you, that's curious. Yeah. I haven't looked at the list. I heard you, I, I know I, the email came in and yeah. And supposedly voting is going to open at some point. Yeah. For the nominees, I, I think th- as of today, I think is they were putting out who the, the selected nominees are yeah. for all the categories. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's a little, you know, it should not be hard to define what an indie is. It, well, I mean, I think it is. It's, I, n- it's not someone associated be. with a corporation like the iHeart. Yeah. Well, I mean, how deep is that association? Well, if is they're it, a iHeart show. Well, but what's your definition of an iHeart show? Well, they have their 
basket of shows that they produce. But okay. Is it an owned and operated show or is it a show that's created by a, a outside content creator that they have an ad deal with? Hmm. Say that's, that's where you get in the weeds of the definition of this. Right. I mean, Joe Rogan for most of his existence was an independent podcaster. That's right. right, Because he was independent. Right. But just, just because he's done a royalty deal with Spotify, does that make him not an independent podcaster? So maybe what, maybe that definition. He still owns his content. Maybe that definition has to be changed. Maybe then it has to be a independent content creator taking no advertising. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know about that. Does that make sense? Well, I don't know. I mean, because an independent podcaster can can take advertising, right? We consider a show that is taking advertising to be a commercial podcast. A commercial podcast, but they can still be an independent podcast that's commercial, right? Mm, that's true. So I think that the definition is a, is a little hard to define in certain situations. And I think some, I think some podcasters take offense to being defined as a corporate podcast when they're independent, they still own their content and, but they, they just have a licensing deal or a distribution deal with a particular larger company. Right. I think if you got a distribution deal like Joe Rogan, you are not an independent podcaster anymore. Yeah. Okay. I, in my opinion, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we can define it that way. Well, sure. we can define it, but right. you know, what's, what's that going to matter? No, we're not being listened to. And the Ambie, <laughs> Ambie's obviously picked an iHeart show. Right. Right. Well, I don't know. That's a good one. It is a good question. I'm not sure that, you know, I know we've had lengthy conversations on, on you know, on the board, on, um, the board of governors at, uh, the, the podcast Academy about this topic is how do we define it? And we do have a definition for it. It's just, it's just, uh, not always hundred percent clear, um, depending on the relationship the content creator has to a larger company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's hard to define. That's why I stuck to categories. Yeah. Because it's just, but yet we want to be embracing of independent podcast creators um, separate from the corporate podcasts, right? So there's a desire in the community to have that as well. So it's hard to cater to everybody's desires. <laughs> uh, Podvader says, I don't have the answer to this either, but this has been the main concern I've had with association being associated with a corporation. Note, I now work for a media corporation. You cannot be considered indie. Tom says it's easy. Who pays you? Yeah. So I think if you, if you're being, if you have earned your own, in other words, like my show, my, my Geek New Central show, it's not represent, I represent my show and, and my sponsor pays me. Right. I have a direct deal to do my show. I still consider myself an indie podcaster personally. Right. But if you did, let's say, a deal with uh, AdvertiseCast um, or, or a platform that's but, but, true native media. But uh, AdvertiseCast is not going to, when, if, if I have my, if I submit my show for the Ambies, right. AdvertiseCast is not going to come up as the company that is 
it's a company that's selling me is doing my advertising. It's not, I, I'm not, I'm not part of, I'm not part of the, uh, uh, the av- advice. <laughs> well, you're not yeah. part of the, the content creation. I mean, you well, I'm not part of iHeart. I'm not part of Pandora. I'm not part of Spotify. I'm not, I'm not part of the big media house. They are my right. ad rep. That's different. Right. So, so it can't be just ads who, who provide you money. Right. Um, because it, then that would include more than just those that are associated with iHeart. Right. Because if someone right. is being repped by advertised cast and they're still right. an independent show, I don't right. consider, well, are they, yeah, I still consider that indie because they're doing it on their own. Right. But then again, what happens when that show has 25 people associated with it? You know, so is there a size component? You know, that's where it gets, it gets, where it gets, gets complicated, it gets a little hazy, right. Yeah. Um, and hard to accurately define. And it's also a personal thing too. I mean, a show may want to consider themselves to be Indian, may feel a certain amount of offense that yeah. everybody thinks that they're a corporate show and they still own their content. They're, they're partnering for growing their audience and they don't want to be seen as a corporate podcast. I don't, you know, I, it's a difficult yeah. Dave in the chat area. says, but even other shows you represent are indie. That's true. That's sweet. We, we know that Mike mm-hmm. Dell says for podcast insider, get paid to do it. So I'm a corporate podcaster. That's true. If or, you're paid by them like an employee, right? Yeah. Or, or if you're owned by a larger media company, if it's owned and operated, right? you're just talent, then yeah, I would say that that's, yeah. that's a cor- corporate podcast. Right. Then Dave says, because they make decisions about how to monetize their show, maybe a better way to ask Tom's question, who employs you? Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Who employs you? Like I'm employed by Blueberry Podcasting. Mike's in, employed by Blueberry Podcasting. We do Podcast Insider. It's a corporate show. Mm-hmm. For this show, it's really my show and your show. Right. And we may be employed by other, our respective companies, but this show I consider to be an indie show. Yeah, it is. You know, we don't get paid to do this. Our companies don't pay us to do this. No, no. So. They may get some benefit from us doing it. That's an uh, honest. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or just based on the fact that I'm an employee of Lipson and you work for Blueberry, there's an associational benefit. That's true. But, but that's about as far as it goes. Yeah. And then for like Geek News Centro, who writes that check? I, I write my own check. (laughs) You know, if there's any money left to write a check to me, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, Tom says, that's it. That's it. That's it. Dave Hamilton, who writes your check? So if you are being, if you are on iHeart and iHeart is writing your check. Check for you to do that show. Yeah, right. for you to do that show, not the advertising. Right. Then I think you're no longer an indie podcaster. Yeah, I would say. I think you're probably considered to be more talent. Uh, well, in you that know, you, right? you, you, if you've, let's say, let's say iHeart reaches out to us as Todd Rob. We want you to come over and be exclusive to iHeart. We're going to write you a check based upon this much, and we're going to do advertising representation. There's, there's more 
to being an iHeart show than just getting advertising representation if you're exclusive over there. So it's kind of like being a part of a network, I I guess is kind of what, what, what it is, right? Right. So if you're part of a network, but even that is a little great. Well, okay. Not so, all networks are right. um, owned and operated. Yeah. Tech podcast network is owned and operated by raw voice by blueberry podcasting. Mm-hmm. And the, the network itself provides advertising opportunities to those podcasters and we write them advertising checks. We don't write them talent checks. Right. And they, they, they are not locked in to be part of the network. So I know some people get a check to be on a network. You know, they share in, you know, they're, they're paid to be there. So I think when, or if you sign a contract to be there, yeah, it's, it's complicated. Yeah. Tom says, I'm personal too. And it's personal too. I mean, people want to be seen one way or the other. Some people want to be seen as a corporate podcast or other people want to be seen as independent. Yeah. Tom again says, I mean, I'm not sure I have an indie podcast. Edison signs my checks. So Tom's not sure. I would say well, Tom Tom's probably, a lot like us, right? Uh, but does Tom do the podcast at the direction of the employer? That's a I would difference. Say that the episodes that, that he does for, um, the infinite dial or the share right. ear, I would consider those to be a, a corporate podcast. Right, right. Right. Um, what he does is his own personal podcast is more like what we do. Here. Right. Right. And yeah. he talks about stuff that happens at work and stuff he comes across and you know, right. Same thing. So I would consider that to be an indie podcast too. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. Tom no. Webb. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is Dave Hamlet said is their show yours or is it Edison who has editorial editorial control? Yeah. Tom agrees with it. He says, I'm a lot like you. So yeah. yeah. Because of, but I'll be guarantee you one thing, Rob, I say something completely off the wall. I'll be, be called to the table. Yeah. I will, I will be called in front of the board and said, why did you say that on the new media show? So I'm not necessarily, um, well, we do have to be careful yeah. of confidentiality mm-hmm. issues as it relates to all of our business relationships, whether it be our employer right, or right. outside of that. Um, so I think that just goes without saying. That that's, that's why we like it when people send us little tidbits and email. <laughs> Cause and then tell, it's not us. And tells us stuff that we don't know, or we're, you know, maybe we know right. and we can't say anything, but then someone sends us an email and we can talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, cause we, I would say we want to be as transparent as we yeah. can, because yeah. I think it's helpful for the podcast community to, to hear, to hear, um, kind of inside the ballpark activities that are happening so they can prepare, prepare themselves or and, and I have think an understanding about what's coming. People have been listening to this show long enough. Also know, like just earlier I caught myself. I thought, Oh, I heard that in a forum. I can't talk about. And then there was like talking about a new platform that we're integrating with. I can't say who the platform is because I'm under NDA on that, but I can say there's another platform coming. Right. And so Again, it's like, I know sometimes people get irritated with this, but it's, you know, I've signed a piece of paper 
And maybe I shouldn't even hint that there's something coming, but I don't feel that's outside of the, to me, it, at least it feels like, hey, something's coming, be prepared, there's going to be a new distribution point, can't mm-hmm. say who. It was like in the early days when you and I both were under NDA with Facebook and stuff was going on there, and then they finally started publicly announced stuff and we could kind of talk about it. Yep. Um, so... And sometimes stuff never comes to fruition. We've had conversations, I've had conversations with groups and companies and then nothing ever. And if mm-hmm. I had said, this company's going to do this and then they didn't do anything, well, I could hurt them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, so I've got good news that seven out of the eight uh, podcast Hall of Famers are going to be in person uh-huh. in Los Angeles. So, awesome. Only one is not going to be able to to make it, and they'll make make a video. But um, it just happens to be that they're traveling on the road during that time. So, okay. and then um, and it looks like that the Infinite Dial, you know, Tom uh, is going to be presented at Podcast Movement. Is uh, it going to be the day before the the first day? It's first, the first day, day of, on the twenty third of March. The research Tom's going to do it. I'm assuming up on stage. So, yeah. Tom gets so to walk be. and talk. He does. <laughs> Do his thing. <laughs> and we'll see if he uh, feels comfortable enough, you know, being up on stage without a mask this time. Well, should, well, yeah. When you're a hundred feet away from someone. I would think so. I don't know. I don't know what the, what are going to be the rules. I, the podcast, we'll have to ask Dan when he comes on, are they going to be a mask? He'll say they're going to follow whatever the county says well and also whatever the hotel yeah that's true too. too right so. so so i think that that that'll be interesting to see how that plays out i've got to get my airline tickets booked the airline prices are oh my god wait till you get ready to book your international flight rob see how much that flight cost i've already looked <gasps> It's actually not that bad. I mean, if you book it out far enough. Yeah. Every, and what it is, is because there's been a limited number of routes now right. that, now that the system is starting to get going again and mm-hmm. they're bringing on more flights. It's just the bill of the availability has been tight and yeah. 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 I, I need to get in and book that. Cause I, I had an idea it was a certain amount to fly to Copenhagen, but I have, I have not been, but I may have a chance this summer to go. Awesome. That's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah, for oh, a, to, to where? Sweden. To Sweden. Oh. It's specifically. And yeah. it's it CES related. It's not uh, podcast related. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, trying to think. Anything else happening? Um, well, um, you know, I'm just kind of looking through the stack from from last week, and it's I think everybody's just got their heads down, but I, I tell you, Podchaser's got some guts. Uh, they're looking to get sued by the New York Times. Really? <laughs> Have you heard of Wordle? Wordle? No, I haven't. Okay, Wordle is some game thing. It's a anyway. Just Google it; you'll find it. New York Times bought Wordle. It's going to go in the same place that they're, uh, you, you know, they have the the puzzles. And mm-hmm. uh, Podchaser released Poddle. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wordle, Poddle has the same. I'm like, hmm, okay, fly under the radar, but I don't know if I'd want to be the one doing that and getting a cease and desist. It looks kind of the same. 
So, uh, you know, yeah, they can have fun with that one. <laughs> I think if I had been on the advisory team, I'm like, yeah, let's not call it that. That's too close <laughs> to uh, the other name. And you're, I right. don't want to be on the receiving ends of a cease and desist from the New York Times. <laughs> uh, that probably would be a good idea. Yeah. Um, Paul Spain, you know who Paul is, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So he has said that, uh, well, in, in pod news, Facebook years rolled out audio rooms across the world. And there was a pod, Paul Spain had done one from yesterday. All rooms auto record and post your profile unless you don't want that. They work on iOS, and Android, and the web. And, uh, but, uh, according to this, they still don't see podcasts internationally. So, hmm. so the, it looks like the Netherlands, uh, there's an organization, Dutch, um, organization that posted a top 2021 podcast list. That mm-hmm. was interesting. So, you know, you know, we're starting to hear a lot more about, um, podcasting going on in different countries around the world. And, um, James Cridlin has done a terrific job of exposing all that stuff that, um, we, and it's just happening more. And the more it gets exposed, the more it gets, there's more to expose. Right. So yeah. you have this spinning situation that's happening with it. The, the more visibility it gets, the more activity grows and all these countries with podcasting. So, Hey, I do want to share, uh, we are, this show is monetized through um, the new Podcast 2.0 apps, you can do a, a boost of this of this episode if you're using a Podcast 2.0 app. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you what our earnings so far is, Rob, from this. Okay. So um, let me do a, a list in the chat here and hit that. So the new media show has earned 23,431 Satoshis. Okay. I think that's about 10 bucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you will have to go do the conversion. Uh, but yeah, we've got, and Geek New Central has earned 29,048 Satoshis. And GNC was monetized a lot longer on that value for value than uh, this show has been, but yeah, 23,431. So if you're using a podcast 2.0 app and you want to boost our post, then you can do that. Uh, we appreciate it when you do. And those of you who have no idea what we're talking about here <laughs> is, you know, I was talking with my team about this thing with Satoshi's and being able to boost um, even I got the formatting of the XML tag wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I consider myself pretty geeky and I got the formatting of the, the, the tag wrong. And it's, it's, we got to make it easier for the average podcaster to employ that type of monetization scheme. I, I still don't know how to withdraw. I've got to figure it out how to withdraw those Satoshis so we can actually use them. You know, I guess we'll have a beer each at uh, evolutions, but it's, it is a interesting thing. I think it's still early, early days, but we got to make it a lot easier for podcasters to do it. It's got to be as simple as uh cash app. Yeah. You know, it's really got to be that simple. 
And I often wonder why don't we just integrate with Cash App or something like that? Or, you know, I do PayPal, but it seems like it would be almost easier to have a, you know, a Cash App link to send, you know, send me money via Cash App. But what they wanted was a decentralized platform and also being able to support the the app developers, support index and support the podcaster mm -hmm. by having it incentivized. Yeah. But there's probably a true business opportunity there for someone that wants to figure out how to do that in an easier way and still yeah. generate a split. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still early for, for what we're seeing with these alternative payment, um, platforms. Um, who knows what's going to happen with that over the next couple of years, but I do think that it's, it is picking up steam. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it, um, continue to develop and grow over, over time as an alternative to the dollar. I've, I've bought a raspberry Pi. First time I've ever bought one of those. I'm going to put, to put it together and they've got a kit. I can run, I guess what's called a lightning node and right. who, who knows what I'm building. I, I don't even fully understand it myself. Well, that's a layer that you add on top of a, of a Bitcoin yeah. transaction. So you can actually move Bitcoin quicker. Cause the problem with Bitcoin is, is that it, it, it takes a lot of processing and significant amount of time to process a transaction. Although I will admit that and some people didn't get it, but the Super Bowl ad by Coinbase uh, where they had the QR code, I, right. I was sitting, okay, so this tells you where that's at too. I was at an American Legion in my hometown because every other bar was closed and I'm a member of the American Legion. And that's the only place I, I didn't want to watch a football game by myself. Um, so I was at the American Legion and I'm sitting there. I got a big, tall middle light and uh, draft and the uh, commercial came on for Coinbase. And I'm looking at this, didn't know it was Coinbase. I see a QR code up on the screen and it took me about, 10 seconds to realize it was a Super Bowl commercial. I picked up my phone, pointed at the screen, and of course, Coinbase's servers just got crushed. Right. So it just, you know, crawl, crawl, crawl. Finally, it loaded and came up. I'm like, oh, that was brilliant. Not an additional person in that room picked up their phone and pointed at the screen. They actually, I heard a few people say, what was that? <laughs> so... QR codes have been around a while. Yeah, a long time. And you would think people would know what a QR code is at this point. Well, I was not the youngest person there, but not the oldest. And um, yeah, so it's probably the first commercial in football, in, in the first commercial in history that if you didn't have a mobile phone, you couldn't see what the ad was. Right. And I think I get entered for $2 million worth of uh, Bitcoin in some sweepstakes. So I hope I win that. If I do, I'm going to retire. Um, just joking. The, um, the, the thing about Coinbase is I've had a Coinbase account for a while. And still, it's easy to use that and put money into it. But again, getting money into a wallet and all that stuff is a whole different game too. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's still fairly, fairly technical. I, I know I'm an investor in Coinbase. I bought some stock a while back. 
So hopefully it does well. <laughs> oh, they they had a they were the number one app at least for twenty four hours in the iOS ecosystem after the Super Bowl ad. So oh, I, I, I think they did okay in picking yeah. new people up. Of course, they get they make money off your transactions. They get a little piece right. of that. Right. So, and it looks. It seems like Bitcoin is is fairly stable in its price well, over oh, the no. last. Okay, good luck. I mean, with I it. mean, fairly stable here recently. Disclaimer: We are not financial right. advisors. No, we're not. And any money you put in Bitcoin can and probably will be lost. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't count on that. Hey, you want to? You want to? You want to roll the dice? Just go buy NFTs. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Well, that's a whole another conversation. Um, <laughs> And that area seems to be moving into podcasting more and more. Yeah, too. yeah, there it is. Yeah. So, so, so I think we're going to be hearing more about NFTs as you look to the, the future. Hey, we could we could sell each of these episodes as an NFT. Yep. Yeah, someone can own the rights to each of these episodes. I just don't know how to even start about accomplishing that. <laughs> you have to get it connected up to a, a blockchain transaction. Yeah, process. well, that, again, someone's going to have to do that because it's like, okay, you got the rights, you've got the NFT. Well, that has to have something has to have some sort of token to go along with it. Well, you, you're basically selling um, a, a fractional ownership rights in the in the or, show, or entire, or they, they right, yeah. they can buy out the whole thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> So if we want to, we, we can sell, Todd, we can sell individual episodes to someone else so that they can own them. So, yeah. It is, that's just a Why weird, they would want to do that. And me neither, but. <laughs> I mean, if we were uh, generating a lot of ad revenue, then if they own the show, then they would have rights to the ad revenue, right? Uh, I don't know. Some of these things are just memorabilia tokens. They're not even, they're that's not true. even. They're not even well, it like could be like digital assets. Yeah, like a digital T-shirt. Right, right, right. It's it's again yeah. someone that knows. We need to have like uh, the person to probably have on to talk about this. Some point would be Mister um, Mister Crypto himself, Gary Leland. Because mm. if yeah. anybody would know, he's he's done very 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 well with crypto. Mm-hmm. That's because he got in very 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 early. <laughs> and he set up a lot of servers to right. b- bit, uh, moin, uh, to mine, mine right. Bitcoin at its peak, and he had a deal on electricity. So <laughs> right. I'll let him tell that story. It's true. It is true. So I, you know, and I'm not quite sure how artificial intelligence uh, is going to play into the future of podcasting either. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. You hopefully know, you think about hopefully a, nothing. Well, you think about like a platform like a Descript. Um, and you start thinking about being able to create digital uh, versions of us, right? That can. I, I was I over sh- there playing I with shudder. It. I shudder to think. About I was over that. there the other day playing around with it, um, trying to create a digital version of myself over there on Descript, uh, where you could basically type out a script, right, of yep. an episode, upload it up to there, and it would uh, create um, a spoken word version of me. Did you sound um, like a robot? Mm, no, not not too bad. I, I think it depends on how you train the the engine. I think if you are able to voice it in a way um, that feel that sounds natural, 
but you still have to you still have to script it you still have to script it so if you're going to script it why not say it it's not that smart yet right yeah but i think ai is being applied here too to be able to better generate and i think that there are platforms now that are popping up that are enabling the auto generation of content of video as well as audio content yeah it's scary you won't know yeah. what's real well yeah i think we're already in that era of not entirely knowing what's real and what's not i think you can i mean through the descript platform you can edit text and it will edit the audio now it's if you train it you can actually add text to your transcript and it will add the audio to your audio Mm, okay (laughs) goes the other way now too it isn't just editing the text and it edits the wave right can go the other way too so if i want to add a word i can add a word Yeah. yeah those types of shows should come with a disclaimer that this show has been created with artificial intelligence. The voices you're hearing are not real. They're not entirely real. I mean, see, that's the other finer point on this is that it, some of it may be real, some of it may be not. <laughs> and it just goes back to people being able to misconstrue words. You take, take a, you know, something you have said live, right. keep your masters, people. Always keep your masters because if someone goes in and does this and alters your voice and alters your script, yeah. then, you know, it could be, you, you have to, def- you may end up having to defend yourself. Well, that's, that's the dangers of putting your, your audio out publicly, right? Is that anyone can grab that potentially download it, uh, and then upload it to a training tool, like a descript, train the tool to sound like whoever is the voice of the audio that they downloaded and generate versions of that um, in that other person's voice, you know? So, right. Yeah. So Hmm. it's, it's a, yeah, I think it's going to raise some questions uh, in the podcasting medium going forward around authenticity of audio at some point, you know? Well, it's hard to, when you're doing video, you say what you're saying, it's there. I think it's going to be very, very difficult to to copy us and insert new words if we've got video to back it up. That's possible right now with, um, I think, um, what is it? The the video editing tool um, in Audition, I I think, was it... uh, has has the ability to edit the video to change the mouth movements, right? Oh, to match up that, with that's even more audio. scary, right? So I think you can generate video that has that same kind of, you know, computer generated voice, and right. it will sync to mouth movements of an image. So right, yeah, so. There's a lot of kind of blending of this technology and you, you start thinking about artificial intelligence and you think about uh, machine learning and you think about auto generation of content going forward. And I think it's happening on YouTube already. I think that there's entire channels that are being auto generated by AI technology right now. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely not in the YouTube game. I don't have time to even watch YouTube as of, as of late. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think, you know, I think we're way off topic today. I don't know if there's a lot more to talk about. Yeah. I think we're, I mean, well, we're, we're almost to the end anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're close. Well, we've got 20 minutes, but it feels like we're digging today a little bit. Anybody in the audience got anything that you want us to cover? We've got a few people listening today that have checked in. So if you've got anything else you want us to cover, we can we can do that. I haven't checked YouTube or anything. See if we maybe have as he like say over there. Let me look. Nope. Most of the commentary's happening today on Facebook. But yeah. So I'm I guess I just toot my toot my own horn here. I I hope you'll give us some feedback when you see our uh, our images tomorrow, Rob, on the uh on our new stats. Yeah, I would love to see that. Um, yeah. And I'm also going to be getting getting rid of the train here in the next uh, two, to, two to three weeks. Oh, too. you so, are? Where are you moving? Yeah. I'm just moving to a place that's quiet. Oh. <laughs> are you staying in the same state? Are you going? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah I'm staying in the same state. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, no more. No more trains. It's going to be dead silent. Oh. <laughs> So are you going to the country? Are you going to give us any? A little bit more. A little bit more out, 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 out back per se. Yeah. So it'll be up, up in a quieter area. Okay. So it'll be better. And uh, so, yeah, you'll be seeing a little bit different background and hopefully I can do more stuff with. Moving with, sucks. It does. Oh, it, does. it sucks. It, does. it sucks so bad. Yep. So, <laughs> so I may have a week or so when I'm I'm not fully operational, but it's coming up right. in March. But we shall see. Okay. Well, I'm not moving. I'm staying here as long as I can pay the rent bill. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm we all have to face that. Yeah, right? I'm looking for my uh, electricity and gas bill for last month when it was so cold. I'm sure that's going to be a uh, grab me by the. By the arm and shake me a little bit. We're about to get an ice storm here tonight. So uh, who who knows tomorrow I might be working from the, from the house. Yeah. Well, spring's coming. Uh, Not quick enough. I know. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm spending way too much time in shorts and having to wear, I mean, pants and having to wear, wear socks. You are, you definitely haven't lived like that for very long, have you, Todd? You know, it's, it's really, that's been the most difficult thing is having to wear socks. I hate wearing socks. Uh, and for 25 years, I didn't have to, well, I, if as at work with the Navy, I had to wear, you know, right, uh, right. you know, steel toe boots. But every waking off hour, I was in, you know, either uh, sandals or, you know, tennis right. sneakers without socks, you know, so. Yeah, wearing socks suck. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, you can do it in the winter, but it gets a little chilly. It does. It does so. So anyway, well, we should probably yeah, wrap it up. Yeah, we get out of here. Um. We're, anyway, we're we're we're, we're just talking. So yeah. you can find me at Geek News on Twitter. Of course, you can email me Todd at Blueberry dot com. If you've got something real juicy you want to send, you can send it to Geek News at Gmail dot com. That way, it stays off the corporate server. But, uh, uh, you know, if you haven't followed or subscribed to the show, please do show so at newmediashow.com. Rob? 
Yeah, it can be found on on Twitter as well, um, at Rob Greenlee, and that can also be found uh, in all the social platforms too, um, just under my name. Um, So if you want to reach out on any of those platforms or send me an email, you can certainly send it to robg at lipson.com, or you can send it to rob.greenlee at gmail.com if you want to keep it off the corporate server. (laughs) (laughs) So, So that's my... That's my personal email address and, and we'd love to hear from you and hear feedback about the show and what we can do. We plan on taking the show on the road, um, over the next three months and doing some live, live shows of this, uh, this show. So that's coming up. So I'm excited about that again. Yeah. You guys start working on the lineup if we're going to do an NAB. Yep. Uh, I still haven't identified exactly where and when that's oh, going to happen okay. at the NAB yet. Um, <laughs> but it's, I can at least start pulling together, you know, possible guests and things like that that may be in attendance. That um, might be in attendance. That's going to be the challenge. So Yeah. And, and who knows? It just may be you and I. <laughs> that's fine too. Right. We'll have to have an agenda so, though to talk about. Okay. Oh yeah, we will. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, watching the show live. If you're subscribed or followed, thank you for being that as well. And of course, uh, Rob and I do like our Satoshis being thrown at us. So make sure you boost the post and, or just hit the PayPal link at uh, at com. Keep keep it simple. Right. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. All right, buddy. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.